What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? How you doing? How's it hanging? It's your girl, Allie, and we're back for another episode of Be That Bitch, where, you know, we talk all about being that bitch, whatever that bitch is to you. I am literally so fucking excited for this episode. So this episode is going to be my race recap. If y'all don't know, hi, I'm Allie, and I am one of them crazy motherfuckers that like to pay to go run and do it for a free banana. Hi, yes, that's me. And over the weekend, I ran my fourth half marathon. Um, fun fact, half marathon is like one of my favorite distances. It's like not too fucking long where you're like psychotic and you're running a marathon, but it's not too short where it's like a 5k and it's only three miles and you don't really have much wiggle room to play around with. A half marathon is like the perfect distance, 13 miles. Um, but my body is screaming at me today, y'all. I ain't gonna lie. It was... (sighs) I made one of like the most unsmart decisions in the history of decisions. I ain't going to say stupid, right? Because I don't think it was stupid. I just don't think it was necessarily intelligent decision. Um, so I wear, wore a pair of sneakers. So I bought me like three new pairs of Brooks. They're like my go-to running shoes. Well, I bought them and I did not realize the sneakers that I put on were my like brand spanking new ones that I've only worn once for like a two mile run. So uh, when I got to the half marathon, I was like, well, fuck, this, this is going to hurt. Right. And you know, first you're like, well, how did you not realize that? Let me point you the picture y'all. I have what you call flat, fat feet. It's like a triple F and that means fuck you Brooks. That's what I think of it. Because they literally basically say fuck you to me because they don't give me many options when it comes to shoes for fat, flat feet. Because I have my wide foot is also a size 11 and it's flat. So I can only wear ghost 14s. Um, And they only have like two different colors for wide feet. So I am stuck with buying these same shoes over and over and over again. So I thought they were my older ones, but they were my newer ones. So my feet are screaming at me today. So, you know, just be smarter than me. Make sure you wear shoes that you've already broken in. Um, But anyways, I'm really excited for this episode. I'm, you know, I love running. I'm an avid runner, but above all, I love what running teaches teaches us, right? Like I love the lessons I've learned from becoming a runner. I love the things that it teaches me along the way. I love the mindsets shifts. It's like forced me to have. And that's something I really want to kind of dive into in this episode. Now you do not have to be a runner to benefit from this episode. Yes, I am going to be talking about like each mile for mile, what mentally was going on with me, how they went, all that. But most of it is going to be kind of like mental shifts that I've had that you you can also have even if you're not a runner. So don't tune me out, bitches, if you don't fucking run. I'm telling you now, don't leave me. I promise you might get some something out of this episode. And if not, you might get a good laugh because you know me. You never know what's going to come out of my mouth. But anywho, before we get started, I thought we would do something fun because I 
see this on a lot of podcast episodes. And you know, I know I'm not a professional podcast episode. I'm not a professional podcaster where like, it's just fucking amazing and shit. I'm just me. But I'm like, I love when they do reviewers of the week and they read a review and you get to kind of see like, oh, other people are digging this podcast and it just, it makes me smile. So I wanted to start choosing a reviewer of the week. Um, and you know, I'm just going to be reading it from Apple podcast because that's the only place you can like write reviews. So if you don't, if you haven't like watched us on there, subscribed or wrote and reviewed us, I really would appreciate it. But I wanted to go ahead and read this week's rating and review. Um, and then we're going to do this every week. It's going to be really fun. And then eventually I want to like do some like little freebie for the the winner of the week or whatever, but I want to figure out how that goes. But let's just paint that picture for when my stickers come because they're coming because you know what we say, right? Hydrated bitch is a happy bitch. And if you don't know the competition we have every single episode, you got to make sure you have your water while you're listening to this because every time I drop a cuss word, you got to take a swig. So get your fucking ass drinking. Okay, let me go ahead and read this week's rating and review. All right, so this one comes from TDJ08. She says, I have never really been into listening to podcasts. However, one day I decided, why not? I'm in a mental rut as it is and it can't hurt. Listening to this has made me see that there's really many more people than I ever really thought that I actually go through a lot of the same things with. Yes, it may be different circumstances, but I have never been able to relate to a complete stranger as much as I have with this podcast. Thanks for being brave enough to speak out, provide your experiences and give thoughts and ideas to solutions to try to better ourselves as well. Um, first off, that seriously means the freaking world to me because, you know, I know sometimes it might seem like, you know, I just like getting deep as deep all gets and it's really easy for me, but it is taking a long time for me to feel comfortable and confident within myself to share, you know, just my experiences and my struggles and my shortcomings and all that stuff. So to know that it's helping y'all, it just truly means the freaking world to me. Y'all, I tell you all the time, you know, this is a passion project of mine. I do this for fun. It's just for like shits and giggles. And it's my opportunity to help more people outside of like my monthly boot camps and stuff like that that I do within fitness. Um, but it's just like a really good opportunity for me to help more women because that's my mission. And if this podcast helps one woman feel better, feel more confident, feel more, you know, understood, then I know I'm doing my job and I'm not annoying the shit out of all of y'all. And that's all that I care about. So I truly, truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. And if you guys have not yet, please do go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a sweet message and a rating. I really do appreciate them and love reading every single one of them. And then maybe I will read yours on next week's podcast episode. So like I said, we ran a half marathon this week. So this week has been like a low key week with just like, we haven't been working out because my body's been in recovery mode, but we have read some good books because you know what time it is. It's spicy book review time. Um, if you're new here, I also am obsessed with spicy novels. I love me a good smut book. Um, it's not classic literature, but it makes me happy. 
And you know, fitness and smut makes me happy. And you know what? Do more of what makes you happy, boo. And don't ever apologize for it. So I like to review the books that I've read over the week, the ones that I find worth a damn. We are in spooky season vibes. So like this whole month has been dark romance. Now, these are not for the faint of heart. If you are like, you know, like easily spooked or triggered or anything like that, come back next month for spicy book reviews because we're going to be doing all of the wholesome, like small town fall vibe books. But this is for my dark, twisted bitches. This is for my bitches that have questionable morals and love morally gray men. This is for you. Now, let me get... <laughs> Y'all... Okay, so I have read some fucked up books. We're just going to start this this before I go into this book. I have read some fucked up books. I have fallen in love with some fucked up fictional men. I mean, Zaddy, right? Zaid from Hunting and Haunting Adeline. I'm, if I was not already married and have babies, I would have his babies. Like, I am obsessed with him. If he does not stalk you, I don't want it. Like... Everything about him is just immaculate. Aiden from Royal Elite, um, Rena Kent, her Aiden's trilogy, obsessed with him. Ob freaking obsessed with him. Like you can, I we're not gonna talk about it because he's into Dubcon and the, you know, we're not gonna talk about it, but obsessed with him. Okay, like can't hurt me that book. Um obsessed like I I can literally go on and on and on and on about my obsession with morally gray men this book so <laughs> I don't even know how to go into this so it's called even if it hurts okay so that's the name of the book it's by Sam Mariano and I my toxic trait is I have an entire TBR right an entire TBR that's like hundreds of book deep. But if I see a book on TikTok that somebody's obsessed with and everybody in the comments is also obsessed with it, I will abort mission, throw my TBR in the fucking dumpster where it belongs and I will read that book. Like I just, it's my toxic trait. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. And then if I like said book, then I have to read everything by that author. I know it's, it's toxic. It's fine. But this book, I was so obsessed with it and I honestly have no idea why. <laughs> Like, have you guys ever been so obsessed with a book or a TV show or something like that? And you're like, I have no fucking idea why I keep watching this or why I can't stop, but I, I just can't. That's how I felt about this book. So the motherfucker's name is Dare. Like, can we just first... First, just talk about his name. Like, if the, if his name is Dare, you know, you know he's about to do some fucked up shit. Like, you know that he is an anti-hero from hell. So, that is what he is. He's an anti-hero. So, if you're looking for a swoon-worthy male character, not him. He will make you question everything. <laughs> he is probably one of the most manipulative, like just cocky, assertive, like, and just makes the most questionable decisions. He is a pretty much clinically psychotic. Like, let's just put that out there. And Aubrey, bless her heart, but she's just such a sweet little gullible bitch that I'm just like, I want to shake her sometimes and be like, I know that you have to be this gullible for y'all to end up together, but why? 
Why? Like, and I thought at some point, you know, sometimes in the books, right? Especially Enemies to Lovers, which is this what this book is, right? You hate them for a while, but then you fall in love with them. That's what I was waiting for in this book. I was waiting to fall in love with Dare. Like, I was like, I know. I know I'm going to fall in love with him eventually. That's how it always happens in my Enemies to Lovers. Until the last page, I was holding out hope that I would fall in love with him. But he literally, <laughs> in the last page, in the fucking epilogue, proved just how manipulative he still is. Like, he did not grow up at all. But you can't stop reading it. Like, I don't... I gave this book a 12 out of 10 for the simple fact that it is over 500 pages and I read it in one day. Like I could not put it down, but I will say I loved her writing. So she, her writing, it was a lot of like back and forth dialogue. And that's something I love in books. Like I love a lot of conversation. I don't like as much like inner dialogue. And so she, she gave that to me in spades. I was obsessed. So you know, if you want, if you want to read about one of the most questionable fucked up, you know, heroes in the entire, anti-heroes in the entire world, read about him. There is a page and a half of trigger warnings. So take that with a grain of salt, read your triggers, um, you know, and have fun reading bitches. And if you read it, please, for all that is holy. DM me because I need to talk about this with people at Allie Griffith because this book is just like it it whoo, it fucked me in the head. Um, so that book and then we also read Midnight Valentine by JT Jessinger. So I have loved every single book I have read by JT Jessinger. Like I don't know she she just writes like psychological romance thrillers, I would say. I would like put that in that realm. Um, and this one is the exact same thing. It didn't really have any spice, but it left me at the end saying WTF. And if a book leaves me at the end saying WTF, then I know it's a good book. Now she also writes Perfect Strangers and Pen Pal, which will live rent free in my fucking head till all of eternity. All of eternity, that book will live rent free in my head. So those books will live rent free in my head. And this one is the same way. So if you like books that are like suspenseful, you can't really figure out, but also have a little bit of spice and, you know, like good and like banter and stuff, because she's hilarious in this book. Now he is mute. Theo Valentine, he's mute. Like he doesn't fucking talk. Doesn't say a word. But she is really funny and her inner dialogue has me rolling. Um, and that's how I feel like it is in all of her books. Pen Pal and um, Perfect Strangers. The dialogue is always hilarious. I haven't read any of her other ones, but so far those three, mm, immaculate. So those are our three book reviews. I hope that you enjoyed them because I sure did. Now, like I said, next week, We'll get into the lovey-dovey, mushy-gushy shit because guess what, motherfuckers? It is almost time for Christmas time. And I am creating the most epic Christmas TBR list you will ever come across. Like, I am taking so much pride in this TBR that you will shit bricks when you see it. Like, it is a, it's a masterpiece. This is a work of art. This is bull. Like, do you guys ever remember those TikToks where it's like, this is a work of art. This is bullshit. 
That's how I feel about my TBR, right? Looking at my Christmas TBR, this is a work of art. Looking at everybody else's TBR, this is bullshit. Basically how I feel. So, anywho, long story short, I'm really excited for these last two months of the year. This is where I thrive. You know, I feel like I just merely am, you know, existing um, the other 10 months of the year, right? These last two months of the year, this is where I truly start living because Christmas just brings me to life. So I'm really fucking excited. So anyways, that's my longest introduction of the entire world introductions, a 16 minute introduction. So without further ado, let's get into talking about the podcast episode topic. Well, welcome back friends. Oh my gosh, this is so funny. So, you know, I really feel like that little music in the middle helps to break up the two versions of Allie, right? You've got the Allie that talks about sex, spicy books, and morally gray men. And then you've got this Allie that's really passionate about your personal growth and helping you grow as a human um, and your fitness and your health and just in life in general. So we had to have that clean break. So anyways, I'm really, really, really excited for this podcast episode. If you guys follow me on Instagram, y'all saw over the weekend, I ran my fourth half marathon and this was my second attempt at a personal record. So I was going, I attempted this back in June, like the end of June. And I did not hit it. I missed it by like three minutes or something. Um, and I did an entire podcast on missing goals and stuff like that. So it's a really good podcast episode. So if you have not listened to it, I highly, highly, highly suggest listening to it. But this one, we get to talk about my most recent half marathon experience and get to go kind of break it down mile for mile and talk about, you know, kind of picking yourself up after you know, a, a loss and a failure and kind of going back at it again, because I think that's something a lot of us can learn from. You know, I used to let a failure define me. I would let it define me and bring me down and say, you know what? This clearly means it's not meant to be. It clearly means I'm not going to do it. Like I would just let my deepest, darkest insecurities come to life because of a missed goal. When I will say this right now, y'all, I have learned so much more from the shit that I have not accomplished and the goals that I have gone after and I have not hit than I have ever learned from actually achieving the thing that I set out to achieve. And so that was the one mindset shift that I had to have whenever you're kind of going after a goal. Because a lot of people say, you know, like how do you find it in you to go after it time and time again if you keep missing it? And then my answer is how do you not? Like if it's something that is so fucking important to you, then how do you not keep going back for it? How do you not reevaluate, readjust and reconquer it, right? Like how do you not want to keep going for it? Yes, it's upsetting. Yes, it's depressing. Yes, it's fucking hard. And yes, it's really hard to pull yourself up from your bootstraps, right? And keep going. But what's the alternative? Not achieving it, not achieving the one thing that you said was absolutely something you did not not want to achieve, something that you thought was so important that you went after, that you made sacrifices, that you made investments, whether it be time, money, or anything. Like, that's the alternative. You basically say, well, that was a crock of shit. I actually didn't want it. So, like, let's just keep going with our life. Like, no. So, that's my thing. Is like, yes, yes, it's hard to make yourself keep going for a goal. But it's also hard 
to live a life of unfulfillment, wondering what if, what if I would have tried again? What if I would have gave it my all? What if I tried this method or that method or this method? Because y'all, if something is so important to us, we will find a way. And if something's not, we will find an excuse. And I know that's like one of the most fucking cliche sayings in the history of sayings. But as I've, you know, been in this journey of, you know, proving myself wrong of all the excuses I've lived believing my entire life, I have realized time and time again that if it's important to me, I will find a way. And this, you know, half marathon goal was no different, right? It was no different of me, you know, not making it, having to really ask myself and dig deep and put a mirror in front of myself and be real with myself. Like, okay, why do you think you did not achieve that goal? And if you guys listen to that episode, you'll know I came up with all the reasons as to why I believed I didn't achieve that goal. Like watching the time and already counting myself out when I wasn't even out and walking when I shouldn't have walked and, you know, letting my mind kind of take a take a run with me. And so going into this run, I knew that it was going to be crucial to control my mindset. I knew that if I let my mind wonder, if I let myself go to that dark place, that I was going to have a repeat of the last time. And so I really had to kind of go in with a solid plan, but also contingency plans, right? I believe you have to have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C for any time you're going after a goal because shit's not always going to be perfect. And when I go over my recap, you're going to see like my race was not perfect. And so something I will tell y'all, especially if you're going after a goal, right? If it be a weight loss goal, if it be a work goal, if it be anything, right? Go after it with multiple contingency plans. Like if this happens, then I'll do this. And the best thing you can ever do, and like we talked about last week about um, with habits, is ask yourself why you failed before and create a contingency plan for when that happens again, because chances are it's gonna happen again. So for me, when I was coming for my half marathon, my thing was, you know, I had this ideal thing, right? Me and my coach, we worked about paces, we worked about time, like we figured what we needed to do to get that PR, right? And then by myself, I had to ask myself, so where do I struggle, right? What what are my places that I'm like, okay, I really know I need to work on this. And so the first thing was, I knew I really needed to work on my back half mental blocks, right? Like I would really struggle mentally. And so I created this idea where, you know, I wasn't going to, I was going to listen to an, I was going to break the run up. So I was going to like break it up into segments. So for those of y'all that don't know, a half marathon is 13.1 miles. And so I broke it into segments and how I differentiated my segments to keep it fresh, keep it interesting. So I'm not like getting in my head. I broke it up with the music, right? So the first segment, which was seven miles, which was, you know, all pretty much easy running. Like it was supposed to be super easy. I did my audiobook. So I listened to my audiobook, you know, had the most smuttiest audiobook where I was blushing the whole way, but it really helped keep me distracted. So after seven miles, I was supposed to pick it up. And so then I did four miles with um, music. And so I put my N-E-F-F-E-X playlist. If y'all don't know who that guy is, y'all, you need to figure it out because he is immaculate with his motivation music. I have an entire workout playlist of him. Um, and so I listened to that. And so I broke it up into segments so it helped keep each 
part of the race, like in the forefront of my mind. But it also helped me say, you know what? That segment's over with nothing we can do. Let's keep moving. Let's keep looking forward. And I think that's something that a lot of us could adopt with our mindset is always keeping forward, right? What's done is done. We can't do anything about it. Let's just look at what we can change. It's like focusing on controlling what we can control rather than not focusing on what we can't control, right? So like, you know, whatever happened the day before, that's over with. It's time to focus right now. And so that's one thing that I did differently. Another thing I did differently was was I didn't allow myself to get psyched out, right? So this course, you know, as I, when the course map came out, I'd already, you know, been training for a couple months for this personal record. I sent the course map to my coach and he's like, Allie, this is not a PR course. Like this is not where any person would go to set a PR because like y'all when I tell you this fucking elevation was intense like there was an entire mile that was hill so you know I had to remind myself who the fuck I am multiple times and so when he said that I was like well I'm not just anybody I'm Allie motherfucking Griffith and I just had to adopt that mindset right like I have worked too hard to not go out and give this my all and if I am sitting there focusing on, well, this isn't a course that somebody would go to PR. This is a really hard course. Then I'm going to get in my head and I'm going to make it okay not to hit my goal. How many of us have done that? How many of us have gone after a goal and we've already pretty much socked ourselves out because we believed we couldn't do it or somebody said we couldn't do it or somebody said this was going to be hard. And so it almost gave us this little out, right? This little inkling in the back of our head that's like, oh, it's okay if you don't actually hit your goal. Like nobody expects you to. This is a really hard thing like no you gotta remind yourself who the fuck you are and you're not just anybody you're you and just be most people wouldn't go after a goal there or most people can't do it does not mean that you can't do it and so that was the mindset that I had to adopt I had to go into that race saying I am Allie motherfucking Griffith and I'm not just a bitch I am that bitch right amen hallelujah that's it. So coming into that, I was just really making sure I was focusing on really positive mindset. I was focusing on just like what was right in front of me, not what was to come. And I was really focusing on, you know what, controlling what I can control. And I couldn't control the course. I couldn't control any of that, but I could control my attitude and my mindset in which I went after it. I had to remind myself I did the work, I put in the time and I'm going to leave it all out on the course. Like that's the hard thing about running, right? And especially when you're going after a goal is like you work months and months and months for this one day. This one day you're either going to hit your goal or you're going to miss your goal. So it's like, it's a really scary situation. So anyways, Going into the Athens half marathon. So that's what the race I ran. Um, so I live in Georgia. It's the University of Georgia, like Athens half marathon. It's a big one. You get to run through the yeah, the field um, at UGA and all that. So it's really fun. But I knew going into this, right, <laughs> with this course, it was going to be hard as fuck to pull off a PR. Not impossible, 
hard, right? Just because something's hard doesn't mean that it's impossible. And I knew that I was going to have to go in stronger than ever with like strong quads and a good strategy. So I really focused a lot during my training on lifting, making sure my legs were really, really strong. Um, and then going into the race, I really made sure I, me and my coach, we did some good strategy and I'm actually going to have him on next week's episode. So you're going to get to hear kind of like going into the planning session and all the training. So I'm really excited for that. But anyway, so that's what I knew going into this. So I'm doing like a a mile by mile ish breakdown. So y'all can see the evolution as to which this kind of race transpires. So mile one through three, like I soared through those miles. They felt fucking phenomenal. I was in a good like pace. I didn't go out too fast, which I love that this race started uphill. It really helps make sure you don't go out too fast because my goal was to go out in like an easy pace. So my goal was to stay between 11 and 11, 15 for the first like five, six miles. So I did that for mile one through three and I felt amazing. I was like, this is going to be the best race ever. Like I was in such a good mindset. Well, mile four, I took a little tumble and by a little tumble, I mean, I ate motherfucking pavement. I somehow tripped over a little speed bump and ate pavement. It was bad. I have scratches all up my leg. I landed on my wrist. Like it hurt like a son of a bitch. Um, and you know, what's funny is me and my coach were talking about doing like a hundred mile trail, like him and his wife and all of them, they, they just got done doing one of those. And I was like, I absolutely could never do a trail run because I am not the most aware runner. And here I am fucking tripping over a little speed bump in the middle of the road. And it like really messed in my head. Like I, cause all I could focus on was the pain. Like all I could focus on in the pain in my wrist and the scratches on my legs, they burned. And I was like, fuck, it is too early in this race to like get in your head. Like I 10 out of 10 do not recommend tripping over speed bumps. Like it does not feel good. It hurts like a son of a bitch. And it took me that entire mile to get like really back into the race. But then mile five to seven, we chugged along pretty well. It went along pretty uneventfully, which if you run half marathons or marathons, the uneventful miles are the best because nothing too crazy happens. You just are in your zone. Like you're just, you're trucking along and it feels good. I know after that mile four, I had to switch to like my, my hype music because this bitch was struggling. So it was good to have those mile five to seven to like really get in your head. Then mile eight to nine, y'all, when I tell you I fucking crushed those miles, I made those miles my bitch. I got like, I got a little high five. I got a high five from like this little girl and she was the sweetest ever. And she was like cheering us on. And I really feel like that was like a supercharged high five. Have you ever gotten one of those high fives on a race? And you're like, this just charged me. But I hit the best paces. I hit the entire like, entire run in those miles. I ran one at like a 940 and I ran the other one at like a 950. Like they were insane. Granted, one of them was downhill. So, you know, we had momentum on our side, but I don't know. I was just 
in the zone. And then mile 10 comes along and mile 10's like, you think you're crushing this? I'm about to crush you, bitch. Literally, that was the vibe of mile 10. The entire fucking mile was uphill. I went from crushing a 940 pace to a 1230. And that literally, that mile and the next mile mentally shook me. Like, it was so hard. I had to walk. I walked pretty much half a mile 10. And I was really, like, really scared that I wasn't going to hit my goal. Like, I'm sitting here trying to do mental math. And math is not my strong suit to try to figure out, like, if I still have enough time, what I need to do. Um, and then trying to push myself. But then I started getting really dizzy because my heart rate got so high that I started seeing, like, black spots and getting really dizzy. And I knew that if I kept pushing myself... I was going to pass the fuck out. And so I had to force myself to slow down to try to get my heart rate down because at one point my heart rate was like 197 or 198. Like it was in fucking sane. And I was starting to see dots and getting dizzy. And so I was like, all right, Ali, you've got to pull back. Like you've got to watch yourself. And so I pulled back for a little bit, walked until my heart rate got to about like 175, 180 and then picked back up running. Um, but mile 10, mile 10 really tested that mental block. And that's something that running does, right? Like I feel like, you know, especially when you're a distance runner, you get like the entire fucking rainbow of emotions in those like two to three to four to five hours, depending on how long your race is. Like you literally feel every single emotion. And I, I say you feel every emotion a normal person would feel during their fitness journey of a year in the, in the span of a few hours, right? Like you start off, you feel strong, you feel motivated. It's kind of like somebody when they're starting their fitness journey, right? They're strong, they're motivated. Then like mile three comes and you're like, why am I doing this? Like how much fucking longer do I have? That's where somebody is like week two, week three of their fitness journey. They're starting to question like, how much longer do I have? How far am I going to get? Like, am I going to see some results? Then you get halfway and you're like, this is really fucking hard. Why am I doing this? I can't do that. Halfway through the race, you're really second guessing everything. You're like, this is fucking stupid. I'm an idiot. Like you're, you're literally second guessing everything. And then you get to the, like right towards the end and you're like, okay, well I only have this much longer. Like I can do it. So I really feel like you just, you experience all these emotions and that's how I was. So mile 10 to 11, it was a total bitch. Um, and so coming out of mile 11, I knew like I needed to do something or I was not going to hit my goal. So mile in 12 to 13 was a total mental, like those were total mental miles. I had to constantly remind myself like why I was here, how I'm going to get there. Like I did not come this far to only come this far. Like I am literally so fucking close to hitting my goal. I can taste it. Like I need to keep fighting. And then I get to 13.11 on my watch and I'm like, okay, I'm almost here. No, the fuck I'm not. Somehow among the course, I guess I ran extra because I was just entering the stadium when I was at a technical half marathon, according to my watch that I had ran, but I still had maybe 0.2 to 0.3, like 0.20 to 0.30 miles left of the run. And so I got to a half marathon at like 2.23, which would have been a killer PR, right? But I technically didn't 
go to the finish line until 226, which is still over a two minute personal record, which I'm really, really fucking proud of, especially for how hard those that like from mile 10 to 13 was. I'm really, really proud of how we finished, you know, and it just kind of goes to show how strong it like if you work on your mental strength, if you work on overcoming the mental barriers that come your way, if you prepare yourself as much as you possibly can for shit going awar, then you will be able to overcome those negative thoughts, right? It takes a lot to prepare yourself for like the mental battles and the mental struggles that come. But I will say not doing it is not an option because every single time we go after something, something is going to happen. Like we should just anticipate it. So preparing ourselves as best as we can for thing when things don't go our way is going to help us see more success in the long run. So anyways, that is the race recap. It was a very, very interesting race. Um, you know, it was a lot of challenges and Y'all, when I tell you at the end of the race, I was so ready to go home. My feet were hurting, right? Because I sprinted to the finish line. Well, I'm waiting on the shuttle to get there, right? Because the start line and the finish line are in two, like over a half a mile apart. So they have a shuttle. I waited 40 minutes for the shuttle and it never came. So I had to walk over a half a mile to my car. So that was not exciting. But other than that, it was a really good experience, you know, I have learned so much from running. It's just, it's been insane, right? So I kind of wanted to do a recap of all my times of all my half marathons. And then we're going to talk about what's next because I told y'all that we have a big announcement and then I'm going to answer some of y'all's questions that you asked me over on Instagram. So anyway, so my first half marathon was in December of 2021. It was like my last hoorah. I actually think I did a like a podcast episode on it. I might be lying, but I think I did. And I did that one in two hours and 58 minutes and 39 seconds. So right under three hours. That was the hardest race I've ever done. Did not prepare right for it. My feet started cramping. It literally felt like I was walking on glass. It was the worst experience ever. And I'm really excited because I'm actually going to be doing another half marathon in December. And it's going to be this exact half marathon. So I am just so excited to see how far I come. It's going to be a real big, like full circle moment. That's not the announcement, but that's just something I've got planned. Um, so I'm really excited to kind of do a podcast episode over that one. The second half marathon I ever ran was my PR to date. So it was two hours, 28 minutes and 59 seconds. Um, and that one was like one of my best ones. I was like right at tail end of 75 hard. I was feeling like a bad bitch. I was in the midst of marathon training. So that half marathon, like I made that my bitch. And then my third one was in June. It was like a 4th of July type one. And I did that one in two hours and 33 minutes and 57 seconds. I really wanted to do a PR there and it just didn't happen. But I learned a lot in that one. I learned a lot about, you know, where I hold myself back and stuff like that, right? Every single time we miss a goal is a learning opportunity. Doesn't mean we failed. It just means we're learning, readjust and come back. And then this fourth one, our final time was two hours, 26 minutes and two seconds. So I'm really proud of those times. I'm really proud of how far I've come, especially if somebody who never thought she could run, 
Like literally spent her entire life saying she could never be a runner. She would never run any distance longer than a mile. Like I literally felt when I first started running, literally felt like I was fucking dying trying to run a mile. Like I did not run a straight mile for months, like months and months and months. Even my first like three, five Ks, I didn't run them straight. Like I had to walk during them. So it's just crazy to see how far we've come. Like during, I pulled up on my watch. I only walked six minutes out of this entire half marathon. And then the last one I did in June, I walked 15 minutes and 18 seconds. So, you know, it was a big difference between these two. And even in pace, like I ran an average of an 1148 pace in my last half marathon. And this one, I ran a average of 10 minutes and 58 seconds. So it's just really cool to see the growth. It's really cool to see how far I've come, how strong I've come. Like y'all, when I first started running, I was running like 18 minute miles and I literally walked faster than that. <laughs> like two days ago, I walked like a 1740 something mile. So it's just crazy to see the growth. And I'm really, you know, I'm really excited and I give it all to my training. My coach, he helped me so much. He'll actually be on the next episode so we can talk about training and all that stuff and give you guys some pointers there. So I'm really excited. So make sure that you do tune in next week because we will have my running coach on and he's going to talk all about my training and I'll talk about the difference between this training cycle and all my other ones, and we'll give you guys some good pointers and tips for your training cycles anyway. So let's go ahead and answer the questions that y'all asked me all about my half marathon journey. All right, y'all, let's get into these questions. So the first one is how often do you reapply bodyguard? So if you don't know what bodyguard is, it's like an anti-chafing stick. It's magic. I love it. I use it all the time. And this answer is it depends. So it depends on one, the heat in which you're running two, the distance in which you're running three, the time in which you're running. So usually I like to reapply every like hour and a half to two hours. Um, but I will say I did not reapply at all this race and I chafed really freaking bad, but I don't know. It's in a weird spot. So I don't know if it's because I didn't put enough or I needed to reapply or I didn't put it in that specific area, but usually I don't chafe and it's because of bodyguard and I usually carry it with me and I reapply it halfway through like a half marathon or a, a marathon or whatever like that. So I would say just use your best judgment. Like usually ladies, we know and feel when it's about to happen and we want to make sure we prevent that. So if you have to slow down and reapply it, reapply it, but I will never not carry it again because I am in so much pain right now and I am highly regretting not carrying it. Okay. Next question. How do you feel about being content with your journey? Will it always be on to the next race? That's a really good question. And so personally for me, I thrive with a goal in mind. Like I have moments of contentment, right? Like seasons of content. So like during the like holiday season, I don't really have like a weight loss goal or a race goal or anything like that. So I like to just like chill. I like to live. I like to enjoy the holiday season. I do have a race in December, but there's not like a huge goal. It's just to see how far I've came. So I have seasons of not really going after goals, but 
I find that I focus a lot better when I'm always striving for something. Like there's always something to be striving for. There's always something to be focusing on. So personally for me, I don't see a life where I don't have goals in mind. I feel like the second we kind of get quote unquote content with where we're at and where we are, we start backsliding because we don't have anything we're, we're, we're fighting for. So I don't see, I don't see myself ever getting complacent within my journey and just like chilling for a long periods of time. I love the thrill of challenging myself. I love to being able to push myself to my limits. I just love to being able to see what I'm made of. And I find a lot of joy and pride in that. And you know, I don't know, it feels good. All right. Next question. What did you eat prior morning of race? I'm pregnant and want to know how to fuel my body. First with the pregnancy aspect, you always want to consult your doctor um, because that does add an extra layer to complexity to your like pre-race fuel and stuff like that. But for a typical person that's not pregnant and you're running anywhere from a five to a 10 K, you don't really have to worry about carb loading and having tons of carbs. A good like carby meal at supper time will be plenty for you. But if you're running like a half marathon, it's suggested it's like nine grams of carbs per kilo you weigh. Um, so my coach, he suggested, right? Like you've got a carb load for multiple days. And so I did this because I am a bigger individual. It takes a lot of carbs for me to carb load. So I did this with like body armor drinks because they have like 25 grams of carbs per drink. I drank a lot of those. And then of course I had a supper that was starchy. So I had pasta. I can't personally have like a big supper before. So I just make sure that I drink carby drinks. Um, but Technically, you're supposed to have nine grams per kilo that you weigh when you're carb loading for anything from a half marathon to a marathon. So I love steak and baked potatoes for supper, the pasta. Like I said, I do body armor drinks that are stuffed with carbs. That's something really easy for you to digest and get a lot of carbs in. I had one of those before my race in the morning. So I had my breakfast, which I do turkey, bacon, and oatmeal. And then on my drive to the race, I did a body armor drink and then my pre-workout. So those are some ways that I get my carbs in. You have to get a little creative, especially when you're bigger like me to make sure you get enough carbs in. But those are some of my favorite ways to get them in. Okay. So how did you get started in running? So I did an entire podcast episode on running and I do have some highlights on my Instagram at Ali Griffith if you want to know how I got started. But honestly, how I got started was I bought shoes, I laced them up and I hit the pavement. Like I didn't have any rhyme or reason. I didn't have any methods. I just like started running and walking. So I would like start with one song. I would listen to walking. I would like listen to two songs walking then I would run a half a song and then I kind of just progressed from there. But I, I did an entire episode, I think on this. Um, I'll try to find it and put it in the show notes if, if I can. And then I also have it pinned to my Instagram highlight called running. So make sure you check those out. But yeah, I just started and took it really slow. I walked a lot, ran a little bit, but eventually we got there. How did you up your training for a 5k, 8k to a half marathon? So it just adding more miles in a longer time. So when I was training for like 5Ks and 10Ks, I didn't have a coach. I did it on my own. I didn't really know what I was doing. I kind of used those Pinterest like running programs. But whenever I started doing half marathons, I knew that I needed like 
a plan and I knew I needed somebody that knew what they were doing. So that's when I started hiring a running coach. And so basically the difference is you just up your mileage and you get a little more um, creative with the way you run and the way that they're all laid out. And he did all that for me. Um, do you follow a particular diet slash menu plan? So I do a portion control nutrition plan. Um, it's the same one I provide my clients and it just ensures that I get the correct portions for what I need of each food group. Um, and whenever I'm like preparing for a race, I just up my carbs and stuff like that. So that is what I do. Uh, mindset signed up for a half marathon last February and didn't do it. I suck. I know change my mindset. Okay. So the first thing you need to do is not say you suck. Like you don't suck because you didn't follow through. There's a reason you didn't follow through and you need to ask yourself what that reason is. Is it simply because you felt like you weren't ready? Is it because you didn't believe you could? Is it because you let your inner demons kind of take over? Ask yourself why you didn't follow through. And then you need to ask yourself, is this important enough for me to do? Like, do I want this bad enough? And if the answer is yes, I really want this. I want to go after it again. Then you need to ask yourself, okay, so how can I keep myself consistent? Maybe that means you do it with somebody else. Maybe that means you hire a running coach. Maybe that means you really work on taking a slower approach. Maybe you tried to do too much too soon. So I think you need to first ask yourself why you didn't follow through. The second thing you need to ask yourself is if this is really, really important to you and if you really want this, and is it because you feel like you should want this? And if the answer is you really want this, then great. Set up another day, right? Like sign up for another half marathon. Maybe you do this one further out and then you get accountability, right? So I think that's something a lot of us lack, especially in the running community is the accountability because running is a solo sport, but it's something that you do need accountability with. If it be a coach or somebody you're doing training with or, you know, a running club or something like that, I really think it's important to have that accountability in everything. It's a lot of the reasons why we don't follow through is because we lack that accountability and we lack that community. And that's something that a lot of us thrive in. So that's something that I would do, but don't think you suck. There's a reason we don't follow through. There's a reason for everything. And it's always a good to lesson to learn. And this use it as an opportunity to learn from it. Use it as an opportunity to show yourself like, okay, so you know, okay, I didn't follow through with this. This is the reason why. And we're going to table this. It's not really important to me right now, or we're going to do it this way. And this is how it's going to make me more successful. At what mile slash miles do you mentally struggle the most? How do you combat it? So usually in this distance, I usually struggle around the last three miles. So during a half marathon, it's usually miles 10, 11, and 12 that I really struggle with mentally. And how I combat that is I do a lot of like positive affirmations and they're not like cheesy ones, but I just like things I need to hear. So if like I'm struggling with like, God, I still got so far to go and I feel like I'm dying. I always like to remind myself, you didn't come this far to only come this far. Like, look how fucking far you've come. Like, why would you pull off now? Why would you stop now? You're going to make it to where all these miles weren't worth it. Like, I would say that to myself. If I'm just really struggling with like fatigue, I would say, okay, how can we energize ourselves? And I would change like my playlist. I would up the music. I would change like just 
a lot of people say change your state, change your mindset. And that's something I take into heart. And so if I'm really struggling mentally with just like maybe the mundane of running, especially when I ran my marathon, like I had multiple different vibe playlists for my marathon. So like anytime I was struggling with like the mundane of the action, I would change the playlist and that really would help mentally. And then I know as cheesy as it sounds because it's our, it's our motto, but I just had to remind myself like I'm that bitch. Like I always just say like, Allie, you're that bitch. Like that bitch don't quit, right? You're not the bitch you used to be. You're that bitch. She don't quit. She doesn't give up when it gets hard. She doesn't fold in whenever things get like, no, she keeps going. And so I just think about my future self. And then the last thing I always do, especially when I'm in that mental block is I like to ask myself this, how will I feel if I give up right now? Like, how will I feel if I give up? And then how will I feel if I keep fighting? And usually that'll help me. Like if I give up right now, I'm going to be really pissed at myself. I'm probably going to cry. Like I'm going to feel broken. And so that's something that really helps me keep fighting is like the reminder that it's not going to feel good to not finish this. Let's keep fucking going. You know what I mean? All right. So that's a few things I say, but y'all, it really just comes into like, you got to remind yourself who the fuck you are. Like, I don't give a fuck who you are. You are you and you are made for this and you can do it. And all the training and all the stuff you went through prepared you for that moment. You have it in you what it takes. You just have to train your mind to believe that, right? Our body can do it. It's our mind that needs that convincing. Um, last question, favorite or least favorite part of your training? So my favorite part of training, especially this training block, was my like speed workouts. I loved being able to run fast and they weren't as long. Like that's something I'm not the biggest fan of, especially when I'm training for a half marathon and a marathon is all the long runs. Like I'm telling you, Saturday or Sunday, like 10 mile runs just exhaust you and you don't look forward to them as much. Um, but the, the shorter speed ones where I'm like in and out, I get, I vibe with them. Like I get my heart rate up. It, I feel like I'm about to die. Like it just, I don't know. It feels really good to push yourself to the maximum limit. So my favorites are like the shorter speed workouts. My least favorites are probably the really long time consuming ones, especially if I'm just like not vibing with it. Like if I need the mental break, they're great. But if I don't, then I'm just like, I don't fucking need this right now. I don't want it. I don't want to do it. And you know, you, you, you don't always want to do things, but you got to do them. Right, right, right. Okay. So anyways, that's all the time we've got questions for now. I want to talk about my announcement. I want to talk about what's next. You know, I know we have the question, is there always going to be a next race, a next race, a next thing to fight for? And for me, there is. It really helps me keep focused, keep aligned with my goals. And so my next one, I'm running a marathon again. <laughs> I told myself I was never going to fucking do this again. I was never going to run another stupid marathon because if y'all listen to my marathon episode, it was a clusterfuck from hell. And I'm like, still, I've got PTSD and I'm still traumatized, but I knew I wanted to give myself another shot at the marathon. I knew I needed to do it again to really prove to myself, like you can do this. Every one of them is not going to be as traumatic as this one. So I'm going to be running the marathon in Albany, Georgia, um, March, the first weekend in March. So I'm really excited. It's a flat course. It's supposed to be really fast and it's only like three hours from my house. So I'm really excited. If any of you guys want to run this marathon with me, hit me up in the gym and the IG because y'all, 
I want to get us a group of us there. Like, how fun would that be? Um, but I'm really excited. Like, I'm really excited to start this marathon training. I'm really excited to go after it again. I'm scared shitless. I always say it takes a crazy person to run a marathon. It takes a clinically insane person to run multiples. So, hi, clinically insane here. So, I don't know. I'm really excited, but I'm really scared and really nervous. Um, my first, like I said, my first marathon experience wasn't the best experience in the entire world. So we're hoping that this one's going to be different, but I've got big goals. I finished my last one right under six hours. So my goal is to at least finish this one in like five hours. Like I really want to take an hour off. So five hours, I feel like it's doable, especially with all the fitness that I've gained. Um, and if everything goes right, I feel like it could go really, really good. So anyways, we're going to be shooting for a PR in the marathon in March. So we got another winter training block, which I love winter training because here in Georgia, it's not too cold. It's not too hot. It's just freaking amazing. So I'm really excited. That's what's to come. But anyways, I'm going to go. I've been talking y'all's ears off. It's a fucking hour long episode. If you guys are still here. You're the real MVP. I'm really proud of you. Thank you for sticking with me. You deserve a drink because y'all, I've fucking talked a lot. So anyways, I'm going to leave y'all like I leave you every single week in a world full of bitches. Be that bitch, whatever that bitch is to you. I love y'all and I will see you next Wednesday.